Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Well, hello. I am Betsy Bird, creator of the blog A Fuse Number 8 Production. And joining me today is my sister from another mister if another mister was our mutual father, Kate Ramsey. Hi, Kate. You're so weird. Uh, <laughs> can I tell you that the, the whole reason that I wanted to do a podcast was like, like 50%, I just want to do a podcast with you. Uh, 20%, I just want to do a podcast. And 30%, I just wanted to do that intro. And I've been sitting on that intro the father of another m- mother. Sister, the, I'm gonna sisters. I'm gonna break it down. All right. Sister from another Mister. Uh huh. If the other Mister uh-huh. was our dad, right? Are you, are you with me? I'm with you. You're with me. I wish I wasn't, it but was I'm good. here. It was good. <laughs> it went well. I don't have to redo the take. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our very first podcast episode. And uh, I'm gonna give you a little background. Uh, I um, have always wanted to do a podcast uh, with myself, and I did one, and it wasn't good. It was no good at all. And then my sister and I moved to the same town, pretty much. We both moved to the Chicago area, and it occurred to me that I could do a podcast with my own sister, and it's so cool, and I'm so excited, so yay, but then we had to figure out what it was about. So my specialty is children's literature, uh, and Kate, is is your specialty children's literature? Uh, no, in fact, it is not children's it is, literature. It is not. It's not. No, no. no not, not. Not even slightly. I know books exist for tiny humans. That's a start. That's and, a start. And you wrote one I a few years ago. Did. For <laughs> little humans. I've... I've and um published a couple yeah yeah yes and uh yes so so that is that that's 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 the nut that's the kernel that's the heart of the podcast my friend that was my idea because there are children's literature podcasts and they uh they're lovely and they're sweet and they're kind and they're magic but they are also at this point entirely interview based and I like not listening to interview podcasts, um, which is a strange thing to say, but it's something I've realized about myself. So my idea is uh, I'm doing this podcast with you. I'm not interviewing you. Thank goodness. Hey, tell me about your life. No. Tell me. Tell me more. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) No. This is as close as I can get to doing a podcast podcast. with a clone of myself, and uh, except you're not. A except clone I'm of me. not. Not even like slightly. You. Our voices are similar, however. Are they? Somewhat, which could be a problem. But I think we have the advantage that I've got that little edge of crazy in my voice. You do. It goes to little ah, that, and I think that will help people distinguish. I'm the I'm the uh, the more chill one. I think. Yeah. I think 
in the case of this podcast, yes. yes. Um, with my own children, I end up playing the straight man. Uh, but I don't, I think you have... You don't have to be the straight man. You yeah. have rest the mantle. Anyway, books! Right! So the whole point of the podcast is, here's the concept. So you you don't know children's books, and I do. And there's a whole, most people, I'd say, don't know children's books. Or they do when they were little kids. And then you grow up, and you don't keep reading them. Because that would make you insane. I'm insane. So... What happens is you don't read children's books and then you have kids and you start thinking, oh, right, I'm supposed to read things to this small creature in my home. What are the classics? What are the great works of children's literature? What are, what is the canon? What are the great books that if I don't read them to my child, they're going to miss out on life? You know, what? I just went to a baby shower and people were giving children's books and I had never heard of any of these books. I'm like, I don't know what... Was, um, and, and they were classics, supposedly. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to ask a, a vague question. Um, when, at this baby shower, you don't happen to remember if one of the books was called Love You Forever, by any chance. No. Showed a baby no, no, toilet no. paper. I, I know the cover. Okay. I don't know what it's about, but I would recognize that. No, no, no. It was there was a Canadian. There version. was a there was Different a cover. there was a Good Night Moon. Okay, that's a that's there was a, a Harold the Purple Crayon. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, we're gonna and we're then, gonna and go then there was one this. other one that I don't remember what the title was, but apparently it's a classic. Ten little fingers, ten little toes. No, it doesn't matter because we're gonna do all of these. So here's the idea, folks. Every podcast, I bring a book. Kate doesn't know what this book is. And it's a classic. And maybe it's good. And maybe it's horrible. And so Kate is, we're going to take a little break. And then Kate's going to read this book. She's going to read it. And then she's going to come back. And we're going to determine once and for all if this book should be a classic. You don't have to do any work. We're going to do it all for you. We're going to know. Based on our opinions only. (laughs) Hey, we are experts in the field. Right. I am an expert of children's literature. And you are expert at being a human who knows how to read. Thank you. You do. You really know how to make me feel good about myself. You do know how to read, don't you? Um, I do. The whole podcast is going to fall apart. I do. I know know a few words. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know good night and moon. (laughs) Baby, that's all you need. (laughs) That's all you need. All right. And I think that, you know, each episode is going to be different. Now, we are some. I think you had made a good suggestion. Maybe sometimes we're going to uh, go off track. Maybe we'll do on, on certain topics. Um, you know, we, we might do a children's book about uh, death. We might do one about divorce. We might do one about uh, chicken pox. Uh, probably not chicken pox. There's no good children's book about chicken pox. But, but maybe just a whole range of things. So we, we can do anything we want. It's our podcast. Sweet. Nice. Okay. So, uh, today, so I, I guess at this point, I'm going to tell Kate, show Kate, show Kate what the book is. And it's very exciting. Not for you. This is radio. So I'm going to have to actually say what the book is, but I'm going to pull it out of my bag right now. Can I describe what it looks like? Please describe. I will make it, I will make it come slowly up from the table. It's a kid on a top of a well with like some old people at the bottom oh i would love it if people listening to this could like and guess what this is from it's this a teal and green cover and yes. he's flying a kite mm-hmm. with a little brat holding onto the ed- end of the uh string there mm-hmm. he looks mm-hmm. like a brat look at his little which eyebrows one? which one this one yeah the one in the yellow yeah 
Uh, yeah, actually. And then, <laughs> kind of. Um, it's it looks judging by the old man's hat, mm-hmm. it's somewhere in Asia. That is, that is a very good assessment, and it's one of the problems with the book. But we're not going to get into that yet because what this book is. Could you read the name? Tiki Tiki Tembo. Tiki Tiki Tembo by. Uh, retold by Arlene Mosel. Wait, retold? Yeah. And retold by Arlene, is it Mosel? Sure. <laughs> Illustrated by Blair Lent. All right. Blair, you got some some angry eyebrows here. Lots of angry eyebrows. Nice. All right. Kate, now we'll take this book. She will read it. We're going to come back. But while Kate reads the book, we are going to have a question, a quiz question. Yay. Okay. So here's the idea. Um, I'm going to ask a quiz question. Now, because uh, this is a podcast, at any time, you could Google this question. That's cheating. Um, but if you want to, you can try. I'm not actually sure if you're going to be able to find this answer online. But if you know the answer to this question, you can email us at, and here's our, here's our email. Our, our email is fusekate8 at gmail.com. Email us the answer. If you are the first person to email the correct answer, I will send you a copy of the book, Wild Things, Acts of Mischief in Children's Literature. This is a book that I actually co-wrote with Jules Danielson and Peter Ceruta. It is full of crazy behind-the-scenes facts about children's books. Lots of inappropriate stuff for children in there. Uh, and I will send you a copy free in the mail to you uh, if you do it. So here is, here is the question. This is a question that was posed to me uh, at Books of Wonder at the Christmas Party by Peter Glassman. I knew the answer only because my former co-writer, Peter Ceruta, had put it on his blog, and it was such a crazy story that it has stayed in my brain ever since. Here is a question. What is the name of the Caldecott Award winner who was married to the man who caught Al Capone? Okay, this is an appropriate question because Kate and I are now in Chicago, and Al Capone, from what I can tell, may have had some connection to Chicago. My history is not so good. Anyway, if you know the answer to that question, email us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. And we'll be back when Kate has read the book. So to get a better sense of this book, uh, we should actually have Kate read the description of the book so that you understand, if you are not already familiar with it, what it is about. Uh, Kate, I'm going to ask you to read me the description, and uh, let's see. I'm going to ask you to read it in the style of a 1930s newsreel. Go. Ah, Tiki Tiki Tembo is a 1968 picture book written by Arlene Mosel and illustrated by Blair Lent. The book tells the story of a Chinese boy with a long name who fell into a well. It's the sort of origin myth about why Chinese names are so short today. You've read Tiki Tiki Tempo. I have. Uh, what are your first impressions of this book? I vaguely remember the kid's name mm-hmm. because I remember hearing Tiki Tiki Tembo, Nosa Rembo, 
most people remember it as like yeah dicky dicky dembo no so rambo pembo yeah rambo charibari ruchi pip perry yeah you could just be making that up and i wouldn't know yeah 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 so So you heard this at some point so when 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 were you born I was born in 1984. Okay, so this gives us sort of a context. So you grew up in the in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, so this would have been pretty prevalent, I'd say, in the schools. Um, we wouldn't have gotten this at home. We might have... And, oh, I'm holding up the Weston Woods uh, video. We might have watched the VHS cassette tape of it there was an animated short of it i remember we got we had there we had a vhs tape of a bunch of Mm -hmm. short stories kid stories we did i remember there was like dragonona dragonona i was in something italian yeah yeah there was dragonona (laughs) which is one of the best weston woods videos but there was all yeah and tiki tiki time was one of them um i don't remember it but my daughter saw it in school recently um, I, she found this book in my bag for tonight. Tonight, she found this book. I wasn't going to show it to her. Um, and, uh, she found it. She went, oh, I know this book. And I was like, ha, 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 how do you know this book? And she said, oh, they, uh, they, uh, showed a video of it at school. I was like, get out of town. And then I started quizzing her as she's brushing her teeth. And my husband was like, why are you quizzing her? She's brushing, trying to brush her teeth. I'm like, no, I must know this. Like, where? Where, in library like she's like no it was drama class did um, she like the book she thought it was catchy but you know what she kept saying and i was like and then i started grilling her about this she was like yeah but it's not true what it says about chinese people that their names have to be short that's not true i was like you know you're dead right that's not true uh it's also not true that they wear kimonos in china uh, if you'll notice in the book, yeah, they're wearing kimonos in China, hmm. which is like, that's a real basic bit of research there because yeah, no. Um, and flannel and flannel, apparently kimonos and flannel, flannel. And then the straw hat, which you could be like, okay, that's kind of Chinese kind of, um, yeah. So. I was I was a little shocked that she that they were showing this in school actually to be completely frank the video at that in drama class. Well, I figured when you said it was controversial, it had to be something about race. Yeah, then... yeah, and it it is. Um, so this book was recently uh, nominated. Uh, there was an award given out um, by the American Booksellers Association, the E. B. White Read Alouds Awards. They have a bunch of different ones. And they have a picture book hall of fame. And every year they come up with a list of titles uh, that are nominated that could win. This year, Tiki Tiki Tembo ended up on that list. And people were like, as if, well, hmm, uh, really? Well, it's, the, the illustrations are pretty. They're very pretty. Um, like- for a limited color palette. I mean, they only have yeah. like three colors, but yeah. they're beautifully done. He does appear to have, like you can sort of see in this this dream sequence that the the old man is having, he does appear to have done some. He's looked at some Japanese art, possibly, and he, there's some influence there. But but it's, but it's Japanese. That's yeah, it. but it's Japanese. That's a good point. The book right. is supposed to be in China, right? 
Yeah, that's actually, now that you mentioned it, I'm looking at it upside down, and it's like, that's clearly Japanese-styled art. And that's the whole problem. It's like you've got two white people doing a book about, and that's why I was so shocked when you, when you read the title and it said Retold By. I don't think this is retold by at all. I think this is original to her. See, this is a big shocking statement, but I don't know. Hmm. She's only really known for two books. This is one of them. The other one was also supposedly set in China. Um, On the inside cover, it says by Arlene. Yeah, Wilson. no, it was by her. Yeah. This it, it was sort of one of those nineteen sixty five. Yeah, so it's 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 been around the block. It's older than I am. It's older than both of us, baby. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite old and it's beloved, as I can attest from the fact that my child's elementary school. Just showed it to her. All right. Can I give you my opinion? Give me an opinion. Give me an opinion. So first of all, why didn't the kid just say my brother from the very beginning? Okay. That's actually what Lily just said today. <laughs> she said the Your exact daughter. same thing. My daughter. Yeah. Like, I, kid, save your breath. Just say my... If, I, if, if you were in a well and I had to go to a stranger, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say your name. I'd say my sister. Yeah. It, it, it's... It's quick. It's to the point. My sister, Betsy Bird. Yeah, same syllables, but I, the, the point stands. But if your name was ridiculously long, right? I'm gonna maybe because it's a kid, maybe because he was trained to always say, you know, the honorable the name book, like, of your older sibling. The book is like sort of making the assumption that, well, you know, the Chinese, they're they're they have to follow the rules all the time, so he can't. Well, we don't know how their parenting skills are. I mean, maybe well, she, no. maybe Mama is really strict. The mom, I remember as a kid thinking that mom was like the meanest mom of children's literature. Well, like, obviously she's playing favorites. Well, yeah, she's Poor playing kid. favorites, which basically almost kills one of her children. Both of them, actually, in a way. Both of them, first of all, she's letting them play on a dangerous well. Why didn't they well. board up the well the first time? I, like, I think they use it. I mean, they got to get their water from somewhere. So I think so they actually... So we're assuming that there's only one well in this city. Well, there's a picture. If you look at the front, there was a picture of where... Look at, yeah, look at all these houses. There's a lot there's of houses. There's a fucking river right there. That might be salt water. Mm. <laughs> But there is, yeah, but yet if it was saltwater, wouldn't you know the well my also favorite be character is? Who's that? This old man. Yeah, the old man who is like, I he's like, am, he's like, kid, I'm sleeping. Leave he's me checked alone. out. He is checked out. Also, apparently he's the only one in town who owns a ladder. And why is he, wait, wouldn't he want to sleep near the well if there is any, like, what, A, what is this ladder being used for? B, wouldn't he want to sleep close to the well if there's any chance that a kid, because apparently kids are falling in that well all the time. Like well, half the population has so far disappeared down this well. So, well, it says for several months the boys didn't go near the well. So maybe the old That's man. That's shown with a picture of them sitting on the well, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust a thing about this book. I don't know. I dig this old man. I don't know what drugs he's on, but they look awesome. No, the guy, that guy. And it's he, funny. The older you get, the more you identify with the old man. I who's floated like, into a purple mist and found my youth again. There were glittering gateways and jeweled blossoms. If I close my eyes, perhaps I'll return again. He's like, kid, leave me alone. I got my thing going on. There's like a pretty lady up here. Let me just mm-hmm. let me just think about mm-hmm. her. I'm with you, buddy. Yeah. Leave, let, let. Well, especially if the kids are like falling in the well every other moment. Where's the mom? Where's the oh, dad? Oh, the mom who apparently has no wait, other. Wait, wait, where's the dad? 
Uh, the dad, we don't know what happened with the dad. Oh, interesting. We have no idea what happened to the dad. I would point out, yeah, the mom, I'm like, well, she's busy. I'm like, wait, with whom? There are clearly only two children in this home. She's working at home, and I get that, you well, know. Well, she's washing clothes here. She is washing clothes. But, yeah, no, that's true. This is very know. This is very much a 21st century me, but being a helicopter two... mom perspective, being right. like, why isn't she washing her But children? if you got two kids... And you know they like a well. And, you're and not... they're obviously dumb as a box of rocks, both of them, because they're either falling in the okay, well or incapable of saving my brother. This, this hill is. You really think a kid is going to climb up that? Especially. But with their like, teeny tiny little legs and yeah. their teeny tiny little arms. and I don't know. Maybe it's like the most awesome. I changed my mind. Out. My new favorite character is the lizard in the bucket. Aw. See, don't say that. I kind of like the book if you do that. That is actually kind Isn't of awesome. Isn't he adorable? That is adorable. Could be a frog. Is it the lizard? Could be. The, this is just a really bad illustration. He doesn't know how to do frogs. It could be a frog. Wouldn't it be more likely that a frog or would a be toad. in a bucket yeah. than a lizard? Like a frog could live in a well. Well, if I had to give it a rating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Yes. So, let's say. All right. So, on the scale of 1 to 10, 10 being absolutely, this is a classic. This is a classic. Of children's literature. This is my children's children's children should read this book. Should? That's ten. And then one is this uh should be forgotten. Like tomorrow the world should wake up with no memory that this book ever existed. On a scale of one to ten. I would give it a three. Yeah. Because I really like the kid's name and it's fun to say. There is that is that, and that's the thing. And, and that's why people can't let this book go. Because for all that it is considered very offensive, I mean, if you are a kid of Chinese descent in a classroom and this book is read aloud, the teasing you must get from kids who are like, that's why your name's so short. Or like, why isn't your name short? The book said, like, there's so much that you would have to put up with because of this stupid book. I know. So I have, I have two Chinese friends. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Two. Two, wow. And, uh, Actually Chinese or Chinese-American? Uh, one of them is Chinese, okay. one is Chinese-American. All right. And they both got to pick their American names. Mm-hmm. So the chances of someone knowing their Chinese name right. might, might be... Do dear. you remember back in the day diddly, 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 diddly. when we were young, there was... A movie version of a Rudyard Kipling story called Tiki Tiki Tavi. Oh, about a a rat? Mongoose! A Mongoose! Yep. I was I'm sorry, close. I'm like going to blow out the, the thing. A rat. I, I ask you, a rat. A mongoose. Thank was, you very much. It was yes. like a ferret, right? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Ferrets don't fight snakes. Actually, mongoose, uh, mongoose, that's probably not even a term, are a big problem in Hawaii. Mongai, yes. (laughs) The the mongai population. (laughs) Oh, for some reason that sounded so wrong to say. I don't even know why. I'm just going to say that now from now on. No, you're not. You you are never going to say that again. When the the mongai. No, (laughs) not a thing. Coming together in the forest. Did I tell you, my friend Marcy, um, her high school wanted to have a new uh, mascot. It was a because they're the mongoose well they wanted it to be mongoose see what they were was the blue 
and which the, was just like a what? big it was just the blue they were the blue which meant um a big like muscly guy would cover himself in blue paint whenever they, he was the mascot of the school they realized this was a problem they were like well let's do the mongoose but nobody knows what the plural of mongoose is Anyway, I'm scaling this back. I'm, I'm trying reeling to figure this out what in. noise a mongoose makes. Is it like a... Um, it is now. <laughs> what does the mongoose say? Um, <laughs> wait, stop. Wait. It's the call of the wild mongoose. Wait, what we must, we, wait, we must not we, go any further or we, they will attack. Why are we talking about ferrets again? Oh, we're talking about... Yeah, it's the mongoose. We're talking about them because the whole reason the Tiki Tiki Dambo is still beloved is that doggone rhythmic very catchy dicky dicky tempo no saw rambo pip berry pembo yeah so are you gonna are you gonna hold on to your three yeah yeah, yeah. and i'm gonna go just... with i'm gonna go with two just because i want to one up you um or one down me or one down you uh if only because it's it's so what's the opposite of beloved behated behated it's behated by many Aren't you the literary people. one you're just I, making up words now? i, I it's, i'm allowed to that's that's what you get when you, you get can ready. make up words i will make up animal noises together with our well i majored combined. as an english major did you major as an animal sounds major <laughs> theater degree that's close enough. oh actually that, that yeah. story checks out yeah. all right sounds good so yes i'm sorry ticky ticky dambo uh according to us you are no longer in the canon of children's literature you are catchy but let that lizard live on in the bucket. Oh, boy. You know, or I think we or may have to, at some point, make a website for this podcast and then put the different characters that should be tattoos uh, on that site. And the lizard, that's number one. You know, I bet the lizard's name is like Roy. I was going to ask you what his name would it's be. like something simple. You know, it's like Bob. Yeah. Bob the lizard. He's like just chilling. He's in his bucket, Larry his thing. Gonna be Larry. And then the he's like, no, that kid, kid no, 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 no. Yeah, and that was the last we heard of Bob. Roy the Lizard. Bob Roy. <laughs> I'd want it to be something like Sven. Could it be like Sven? <laughs> Sven. I mean, seriously, it could oh, be anything. Here I am in my bucket, <laughs> just washing my tail. Oh, hello, kid. What are you doing? Kid, what, don't come down here. This is my bucket. No, no. It was, it was so close to Irish. It was so, so very, very close. But so and weird. Irish would be like, his name would be like, I don't know. Here I go in my bucket. All I need what, is. What am I doing in China? And why is everyone wearing kimonos? I'm so confused. Oh, Lord. Uh, why does this kid have angry eyebrows? <laughs> if only I was a tattoo. Life, life would be so simple. And that's the story of Ricky Tiki Tembo and the angry, <laughs> the angry mongoose and the angry, angry eyebrows and the Irish mongoose. Oh, if I all right, when I leave here tonight, I'm actually going to write an Irish mongoose story because it just sounds so good. The Irish hate snakes. Mongooses hate snakes. Story checks out. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yes, all right, so having determined the first thing that we had to determine, fantastic. So that, that brings us to our next segment, uh, grown-up stuff. Ah, oh, yes. Grown-up stuff, where we recommend something that has nothing to do with children. This is very hard for me. This is actually very hard for me, so I'm going to let you go first. So it has to do with children. No, no. Okay, I only had one rule. I literally had one rule. No outside food. I had two. Okay, rules. I had two rules. Actually. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hear me out. All right. So I saw really? today 
on the interwebs this this couple and they're very cute and um and they and they videotape each other on their phones every time one of them says to the other um like i would say to you betsy Mm. the floor is made of lava Mm-hmm. You immediately, you have five seconds to stand on top of something to get off of the floor. They do this in stores, oh in boy. a McDonald's, in a park. Do they turn the phone on first? They turn the phone on that's first. That's kind of a, that's kind of a, well, one of, the, one of the things that they did, they were, they were looking at carpet squares and mm-hmm. they're like, okay, you know, what I think? and then, oh, and then they lifted that phone up. The floor is made of lava. Five, four, Lord. Three, two, and the person is running around like, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, <laughs> and he just dive bombs into a roll of carpet just to get off of the floor, or wow. they, or she, she would say, I'm so sorry, and she stands on top of the McDonald's counter, in front of the register while the people are going, what, what just, is this called? I don't know. It was just a couple I called found. Lava people. It's just a, a couple with the floors made of lava. I thought it was so innocent and pure for 2017 to have fun being an adult while still remembering something of your childhood. And like they did it in a park and she immediately, ra- she saw a trash can and she tried standing on it, but then ooh, she ended up like ooh. sitting inside of it and ooh. laughing. And, and I just thought Aww. it was really nice doing something silly. Well, that totally counts. That has nothing to do with children. You know, it's from your it's childhood. It's a childhood game, but that, I mean, if you said, like, you know, they would then stand on small children to get off the lava, you know, that that would be a problem, but... Would it? I think it'd be kind of funny. Actually, it would be, <laughs> be amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought that was really sweet. Aw, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. So, I'm going in the opposite direction of sweet. Uh, my favorite podcast is back. I actually listened to it on my way here. Um, which may be why I was so perky when I when I showed up. Uh, it's it's the third season of my dad wrote a porno. Now this is not one that you listen to, right? Uh, no. Oh, let me explain. Let me explain to you what this podcast consists of. Wait, wait, wait. let me guess. It's about a guy's dad who writes a porno. Okay, this is correct. But got it's it. So much more. No, 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 no. You you don't even know. Okay, so it's three friends. They're basically, and this is only me. No one else listens to this podcast and thinks this. But I listen to this. They're British. So I hear them as Ron, Hermione, and Harry, basically grown up, doing a podcast together. I don't know why, but that is how I, except Ron's gay. Okay, so so that's how I listen to this podcast. There's these three friends. They've been friends for so long. And one of them, I believe both, two of the, the men are both named James. I'm pretty sure. Um, James, number one. His dad wrote this porno at the age of like 69 and he wanted his son to read it, which the son is just like, no, I do not want to read your porno. I do not. He did. It's the worst written book of all time. So what they do is on this show is they read each episode is a chapter that they read aloud and comment on as they go. And it is the funniest podcast i cannot actually i've attempted wait wait i've attempted to listen to it going grocery shopping walking down the street i can't because i look like a crazy person for laughing so hard so okay so yeah my dad wrote a porno season three makes me very happy and on that note we're gonna end our children's literature podcast yay cheers cheers i'm gonna i'm gonna clink that oh wow we didn't even 
I didn't even have to use my uh, my quarter jar. We ha I have a jar here for every time I mention uh, New York Public Library, which I used to work for. And, I, and I'm going to drop quarter in every single time I mention it. And I didn't. Oh, wait. I just did now. So there we go. That's a, that's a little clink of things to come. So, yeah. All right. Thanks for doing the first podcast with me, Kate. No problem. All right. Let's do it again. See you next time. All right. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. Haddon Gimskime wrote our theme song, and Drew Etienza provided the equipment. Fuse 8 and Kate is a personal project and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.